Welcome everyone to today's session. Thank you so much for joining. Please note that we're going to be recording this session. It's going to be available on YouTube um, afterwards. So uh, please ask questions in the comments and please uh, like this video and subscribe. Let's connect on YouTube and uh, stay in touch that way. So great, so let's dive in. Today's topic is the SECURE Act and its impact on self-directed retirement accounts. So the SECURE Act was, is a, a major piece of legislation that was enacted in 2019. It has some of the most significant changes in over a decade to uh, retirement accounts. I would describe it as a sort of a hodgepodge of different initiatives and issues that have been in the works for years. So we're going to go through and touch on a number of those issues. So the first uh, change was an extension of the solo 401k setup deadline. So prior to enactment of the SECURE Act, a solo 401k had to be established by the last day of the taxable year for which it was established. So for example, if you wanted to set up a solo 401k for, for 2019, the plan documents had to be signed and the, the plan had to be established by December 31st of two, 2019 to be effective for that tax year. Now going forward, starting with the 2020 tax year, the solo 401k setup deadline um, is the business tax return due date, including any timely filed extensions. So for example, if you're if you operate your business as a sole proprietorship, you would have up until October 15th of 2021 to set it up for 2020 if you file an extension. In other words, if you're a sole proprietorship, your business tax return deadline is really your 1040 deadline. So it's April 15th or October 15th if you file a timely extension. So this change is gonna align the solo 401k setup deadline with the deadline that applies to a SEP IRA. So now it's gonna match um, it's going to be effective really for tax years beginning after December 31st, 2019. The next change is expanding the eligibility rules for part-time employees. So previously, the employees who were part-time employees could be excluded from a solo 401k as long as they did not reach a thousand hours in any one year period in any planned year. So a solo 401k could be maintained by a small business owner as long as the business did not employ any non-owner W-2 employees who work a thousand hours or more. So what changed here is that part-time employees who work at least 500 hours each year for three consecutive years must be eligible. And this is gonna start with plan years beginning after December 31st, 2020. So service, service during periods beginning before 2020-21 are not taken into account. So really you wouldn't have anybody that's eligible under these new rules until 2024 at the earliest. But it's definitely something to be mindful of if you do have employees 
and you want to get away from the old mindset thinking that it was a thousand hours. So a thousand hours is still applies, but now there's another basis that somebody be, could become eligible. So if, again, if it's 500 hours and per year for three consecutive years, that part-time W-2 employee now must be eligible. And again, uh, please don't hesitate to ask questions in the chat. I'll answer them here live and get those answered. So thanks everybody for uh, participating. And I see we got some few more people joining, which is great. So this, the next issue to discuss here is the delay in required minimum distributions. And this applies for both uh, self-directed 401k as well as uh, IRA accounts. So under the old rules, the 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 age when you needed to start taking distributions was 70 and a half so those distributions needed to be made by april 1st of the calendar year following the year in which you turn 70 and a half so what changed is the secure act raises the age for beginning those required minimum distributions to 72. And that again applies to all retirement accounts subject to RMDs. So this is going to be IRAs plus solo 401ks. And this applies for employees who turn 70 and a half after December 31st, 2019. So you would have had to have been born after June 30th, 1949. So if you miss the cutoff there, the old rule is still going to apply. And of course, it's, it's good to note here that under the CARES Act, which was enacted after the SECURE Act this year, RMDs were effectively waived for, for uh, 2020. So another important change that came out of the SECURE Act is a change to how the rules apply to inherited accounts. So under these rules, effectively, there's going to be faster payouts if you are have inherited a retirement account from a non-spouse. So the rules that apply to non-spouse beneficiaries. So under the old rule, non-spouse beneficiaries, and this applies to both from beneficiaries of both uh, 401ks as well as IRAs, could stretch out the annual required minimum distribution over the beneficiary's life expectancy. So what changed under these new rules is that the distributions really need to be made by the end of the 10th year following the year of death. And thank you so much for those questions. We'll, I'll touch on this in a second. Let me go through this slide. So. Just to give an example, let's say Elizabeth inherits an IRA from her mother who died in 2020. She would need to withdraw the entire IRA balance no later than December 31st, 2030. So again, it's uh, December 31st of the, of the 10th calendar year following the year of death. So there's no more annual RMD requirement that applies. You could wait until that last day and just take out the whole balance. Or if you wanted to spread it out, you could. You just don't have to. Now, if you miss the deadline, a penalty is going to apply, and it's a hefty penalty, 50% of the missed RMD. So there are exceptions. So the following, as it's noted on the slide here, the following persons are not subject to this new 10-year rule. 
So surviving spouses, like we indicated, this only applies to non-spouse beneficiaries. Minor children, until they, uh, um, until they reach the age of majority, but not grandchildren. Certain disabled individuals, certain chronically ill individuals. And if the beneficiary has an age that's within 10 years of the person that passed away, so the decedent's age. This is gonna apply for deaths after December 31st of 2019. So we got a question in the chat, which is a great question. Can I open a solo 401k plan now for 2019? So the answer is no. So you would have had to have, uh, because again, let's go back to that slide, extending the solo 401k setup deadline. So the effective date for this change under the SECURE Act is plans adopted for tax years beginning after 2019. So it's not going to go back and allow us to open up plans for 2019. It's really going to be going forward. Good question. So for 2019, you would have had to have set up the plan by December 31st of 2019. But for future years, you'll have more time. You'll have until the business tax return date, including any timely filed extension. So please keep the questions coming in the chat. Um, we'll keep going through these slides though. So the next slide here is talking about other sort of miscellaneous changes. So. The first item of note here is that the penalty increased for failure to file the Form 5500EZ. So just to put that in context, the Form 5500EZ is a form that needs to be filed for solo 401k plans with balances in excess of $250,000. So the penalty increased uh, pretty significantly here. It increased by a factor of 10. So now it's $250 per day. The, this is going to apply to returns required to be filed after December 31st, 2019. So you still have the correction program that's out there. Um, but this is just, again, a good reminder of the importance of filing that Form 5500EZ. And so for our customers, we do handle that as part of our service for no additional charge. You just have to let us know and then we'll get that done for you um, every year. Okay, great. So we got a follow-up question. How about a SEP IRA? Can I open a SEP IRA for 2019? That's a great question. So, and we've got some more questions coming in and I appreciate that. So let's answer this one about the SEP IRA. So again, putting it in context here, we're talking about the deadline being extended. So as noted on the slide, under this new deadline under the SECURE Act, it's going to align to the SEP IRA deadline, which is going to be April 15th, which, of course, with the COVID crisis, the IRS extended. So the SEP IRA deadline is the 1040 deadline. The 1040 deadline is April 15th. The April 15th deadline was extended automatically for everyone by the IRS in response to the COVID crisis to July 15th. So yes, there is still time. That's a great point. There's still time to make contributions to a SEP IRA, which is a partial workaround. So if you missed the 2019 deadline 
for setting up a solo 401k, you could still, there's still time to set up a SEP. You know, you're not going to be able to contribute as much to a SEP, but you could, it's at least a partial workaround. You could make that SEP IRA contribution for 2019 because it's now July 15th is the deadline for the SEP IRA uh, setup deadline. And then you could roll over the funds from the SEP IRA to the SOLA. And we would handle that and help guide you through that process as part of our services. So the next question here in the chat regards is regards to the 5500 EZ uh, $250,000 uh, balance requirement. So the question is, is that balance based on December 31st? The answer is yes. So for example, if the balance of your plan, and this is not just cash, but this is really the value of all the assets, cash plus investments. If it's, and if you've got multiple accounts, sub accounts, let's say you have a husband, wife, or let's say you got pre-tax and Roth money, it's the aggregate, it's the sum of all those balances. So the, the point at which you measure the balance is December 31st. So if the balance as of December 31st, of 2019 was $250,000 or more, then the 5500EZ is going to apply for 2019, which means it has to be filed by July of 2020. Great question. So yeah, please keep asking questions. Uh, don't hesitate, please. Thank you. So let's keep going through it. And we got a few more people joining. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. So this recording is going to be posted on YouTube afterwards, so you can go back and rewatch it um, or at your convenience. So the next point here is uh, birth and adoption expenses. So another change that the SECURE Act um, implemented here is waiving the 10% early withdrawal penalty. So if you were withdrawing up to $5,000, and this could be from either a solo 401k or a self-directed IRA, within a year of a child's birth or adoption. So if you have a baby or adopt a baby, you could take up to $5,000 from your retirement account and not have to pay the 10% early withdrawal penalty, which would apply if you were withdrawing money uh, before you're 59 and a half. So of course that amount is still gonna be subject to income tax, but it can be repaid at any time in the future and it applies to distributions now. So it's distributions after December 31st of 2019. All right, great. So the final change here on this slide is the SECURE Act eliminated the 70 and a half age limit for traditional IRA contributions. So in the past, under the prior rule, there was an age limit under, under which or at which point you could not make any more traditional IRA contributions the SECURE Act eliminated that rule. So keep in mind, if you do have a self-directed solo 401k, you gotta uh, keep in mind that your ability to make deductible IRA contributions can be limited if, you, if your AGI is too high, if you make too much money. Okay, great, we've got a few more questions in the chat. So let's, I'm gonna go through these now. So the first question, if some of the after-tax portion of the solo 401k is rolled over to a Roth IRA, does that count towards the $250,000 aggregate? Great question. So it's really a snapshot as of December 31st 
of the applicable tax year. So it could be December 31st of 2020. So if you make that, if you make an after-tax contribution, let's say in November, and then you roll it over prior to December 31st, that money that was in the account in November is not going to count towards your $250,000, that $250,000 test. So if that takes you below the $250,000, then the 5,500-EZ requirement is not going to apply for that year. Another good question. I thought the 10% penalty was up to $100,000 per spouse. So I, based on the question there, I think that the is asking about the a different act, which is the CARES Act. So this topic here is we're talking about changes that came in effect in response or as a result of the SECURE Act. And it's a very specific new rule, which is waiving the 10% early withdrawal penalty if you are taking up to $5,000 out because, because you had a child by either birth or by adoption. So this rule here is, it has nothing to do with the CARES Act. It has nothing to do with COVID. So the 10% uh, waiver for a penalty up to $100,000 per spouse, that is in the context of the, of the CARES Act. So you would have to be somebody that qualifies under the CARES Act, meaning you've got COVID or your spouse has COVID or you, I mean, or some of the other bases, like you've suffered a certain type of financial hardship, then you would be able to take a distribution and the 10% penalty, early withdrawal penalty, uh, would not apply. Of course, under the CARES Act, that has an end date. It's got a sunset provision, so it's got to be done this year. Okay, thank you so much for the additional questions. So if my husband and I have separate solo 401ks under $250,000, but added together, we would equal more than $250,000, we would need to file Form 5500. Great question. So the answer there is yes, if we're talking about the same plan. So if you and your husband are working together, say in the same business, it's really the same plan, the same EIN number, but you've got separate sub accounts, which is the way it's supposed to be, you need to aggregate the, the value of the assets and cash in each account to figure out whether you meet the $250,000 test. So another good question here regarding the RMD change. So at 72, RMD is required, but now I can turn around and contribute back to IRA. So the, I mean, the answer is yes, but you would have to have a basis to make that IRA contribution. In other words, you have to have income. Can I suspend the repayment of the loan on my solo 401k? What penalty will I incur when I resume the loan payment? So I think the, I think the, we're again, uh, the source of that question is really the CARES Act, where we talk about, um, and this is this, we're talking here about the SECURE Act. So, but that's a great question. I mean, I appreciate it. I don't mind answering it, but just to make sure that we're on the same page. So under the CARES Act, if you are a qualified individual, you've got you've been diagnosed with COVID using a CDC approved test, a spouse has, you've suffered financial hardship, et cetera. Um, and you, let's assume you qualify. 
and you have a currently outstanding loan from your solo 401k, you can delay payment on that loan until next year, until next January, or if it's a quarterly payment, it could be February, March, you know, whatever that first payment would be due in 2021. So yes, the CARES Act does allow you to suspend if you qualify payment of repayment of a loan. The follow-up question here is what penalty will I incur when I resume the loan repayment? So no penalty applies. So interest will accrue under the terms of your loan documents during the suspension period, but there's not a penalty, like a true penalty. Good question. So yes, we've done, we did a, a couple of CARES Act uh, webinars um, in the past few weeks. So those are posted there um, on my YouTube page. So please, you know, that's another good example of why it's good to subscribe, but yeah, and you don't need to subscribe to check it out, but if you wanna get notifications of those webinars, um, please subscribe and just go to the YouTube page and you can see the presentations. We did one on loans and we did another one on distributions. So uh, please don't hesitate to ask more questions. We've actually come to the end of the slides, but we can keep fielding good questions. Okay, everyone. Oh, here we go. Uh, another good question here. Do either the CARES Act and or SECURE Acts impact starting a ROBS? No, they don't impact starting a ROBS, but if you do have a ROBS, ROBS meaning a 401k where you're using the money for business financing, these rules are going to apply just like they do to a solo 401k. So, you know, the eligibility for employees, the required minimum distributions, inherited accounts, et cetera, et cetera. But they don't impact, to your question specifically, starting the ROBS. In order to start a ROBS, you've got to meet the ROBS eligibility rules, and none of those impact this. Well, we'll wait and see if anyone has any more questions. I would just thank everyone again for taking the time to join and participate. Um, please let's connect on YouTube and um, please subscribe for future notifications. And just please like this video. I would really appreciate that. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day.